0: my guardian angel, intercede for me. In the earlier meditation, we've been talking to our Lord about our sonship. Having been made by Him creatures of God, He elevated us to a different relationship in Jesus Christ, His Son. He wanted us to be His children. We also mentioned that um, as father, he deals with us, like in the story of our Lord, loving us despite everything that we do. And that parable of our Lord, prodigal son, perhaps, is the best description of what kind of children we are. In this meditation, we would like to meditate on how wasteful we are of that love of God with this reality called sin. It affects all of us. Such reality, in fact, could be also part of our identity. We are sinners. We have offended God. In our retreat, in fact, the quality of that conversion, if there could be such a term, depends on how deep we will be able to to understand, to comprehend, to realize the gravity of our sins. This hatred of sin will be will enable us to love god with our whole mind our heart our soul and with all our faculties you my lord you have wanted me to participate in the divine life through a generous act of an infinite love and what opposes this goal, since you gave me freedom, He wanted me to love you as a free being, what opposes this is sin. We view sin from the point of view of God. It is an offense, a lack of love, a rebellion a willful separation from you, choosing an earthly good over infinite goodness. It points towards despising you. And this reality has ever been present since the creation of man. When in paradise, enjoying everything, all the gifts, He turns down God's command of not eating of the fruit of the tree of good and evil. He disobeyed God wanting to be like Him, a divinization that He has designed. Wanting to be like God, He obeys the serpent. And with sin come all the disharmonies all the chaos all the confusion that was brought about in this world with sin he separated himself from the natural world and its peace we know that in the book of genesis there was a flood that was sent to man to eradicate all its manifestations. Saving, of course, the chosen people, the family of Noah, and all the other species. Because of sin, we know that man started to be separate. From, his, from the human family that he was born in, the Tower of Babel, which made them misunderstand one another, speaking in different tongues, having different languages, because of that pride in the construction of the highest tower wanting themselves be equated again to God. Because of sin, man and woman, creatures of God, disagreed with one another, experiencing that blame game. He was the one. She was the one who gave me the apple. She was the culprit, the criminal. And because of sin, that interior disharmony of all the faculties that God has given him, his intelligence and its dominion over all the other passions, the spirit controlling the body was put in chaos. The rebellion of the body, the flesh, the lust originated also with the sin of pride. Lord, how disastrous it is, the original sin of our first parents. After this commission of such offense, we were banished from paradise and all the sons of Adam carried in their souls already, that remnant of sin, that concupiscence. Thanks be to God, you did not completely abandon man. Thanks be to you, you wanted to continuously seek us and save us in the fullness of time in our Lord Jesus Christ if the damage was done. We will be able to still obtain grace in baptism. But the concupiscence remains. We could already be forgiven. The original sin could be blotted out. And each actual sin, each personal sin, can also be forgiven in Christ. But we all have the tinder, that fomes peccati, the trace of sin in us. St. Josemaria always reminded us, don't forget, my son, that for you on earth, there is but one evil which you must fear and avoid with the grace of God. Sin. Point 386. All of us, without exception, have offended God a lot of times. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. St. John wrote in his first letter. In the book of Kings, in fact, we find there is no man who does not sin. And we find parallel support in the book of Proverbs and Ecclesiastes. Viewing so much injustice, sorrows, and even the world, one can forget that evil is actually within us. We forget that there is evil not only around us but right inside ourselves, nestled deep in our hearts, which makes us capable of vileness, of selfishness. Only the grace of God is sure ground. We are sand, quicksand. Crisis passing by, 0.113. One Another book of meditations by Saint Isidore. The realization of th- sin facilitates our distrust in ourselves. If, say, a uh, Saint John had wonderfully categorized that's concupiscence that remains in us, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life will never disappear. And so I cannot be lax. And so I cannot be putting my arms down. And although, this is constant in every spiritual author, we seek Christ, we look for Christ, we want to be with Christ with a, great, this, with a great ambition, we are still capable of sinning and of sinning gravely. For God so loved the world that He gave us His only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. After our redemption carried out on the cross, our every personal sin has become a mockery of that precious blood shed for our sake. It is Saint Peter who writes in his first epistle You know that you were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your fathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lump without blemish or spot. Every sin, is like crucifying our Lord all over again. Every sin is a rejection of Jesus. Every sin is a choice of Barabbas over our Lord. It is so hard to read that question that happened in the Passion of Jesus, the question of Pilate in the Holy Gospel. Whom do you wish me to release to you? Barabbas or Jesus? who is called Christ. And it is more painful to hear the answer, Barabbas. And more terrible still, when I realize that very often, by going astray, I too have said, Barabbas. And added, Christ, crucify him. That's how our Lord loved us. He loved me, and gave himself up for me. May I hate sin, Lord, and be very cautious in all my actions, seeing always the glory of God and avoiding hurting Him, displeasing Him, forgetting Him. And when I do so, if I ever fall, I would like to return him immediately without delay. Don Federico Suarez has written a book for spiritual reading entitled Joseph of Nazareth and he contemplates how this holy man experienced the sorrows and joys with Jesus. Tradition has meditated what was written in the scripture, his last joy and sorrow, featuring the finding in the temple, that great joy of Joseph, but previous to that, the loss of the child. Saint Luke tells us this episode in the temple when our Lord, instead of returning to Nazareth with Jesus, with, sorry, with Joseph and Mary, he remains behind in Jerusalem. The evangelist said his parents went to Jerusalem every year for the feast of the Passover, and when he was twelve years old, they went up according to custom when the feast was ended. As they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents did not know it, but supposing him to be in the company, they went a day's journey, and they sought him among the kinsfolk and acquaintances. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem seeking him." The author tries to analyze Don Federico what would have happened in the heart of Joseph. The agony in losing our Lord. He was surprised because he assumed that Jesus was with Mary. He was fully aware of the responsibility of taking care of our Lord. He wondered because all the evils were avoided before he was born, and also, soon after, making him fly to Egypt, and return to Nazareth. But this time, the loss of our Lord spanned three days at least. He asked God the Father, how could this have happened? What could have gone wrong? And he actively sought him There's a wonderful insight even when Joseph started to speak to her mother. They must have decided to return to the temple and first pray. First talk to God. First request what to do next. And it was then, then and there, when they found Jesus talking with the experts, possibly scribes and Pharisees, discussing with them about the law. The attitude of Joseph, who lost Jesus, not by sin, but because Jesus simply absented himself for his side, could also be emulated by us when we lose our Lord through sin. Father Pedro de Santa Maria wrote, You do not lose God. He attends to the dangers of this world where the enemies of your soul wander at will so that He may remove them from your path. He is most diligent in looking after you. The inhabitation of your soul in grace by the Blessed Trinity is a fact, although it is a mystery well beyond our intellectual capacity to fathom. It is an unfortunate truth, verifiable in a multitude of cases, that we can only too easily lose this divine presence. God is never lost, but we can lose Him. God is always there for us, but we could throw Him aside. Jesus never abandons men. But Jesus can be thrown away. But Jesus can be removed from our soul. When we are fully aware. When we are fully conscious. When we know it's wrong and it's a grave matter. And we call that defense, mortal sins. Given the choice, we prefer others to Him. Even in the most elementary processes of man's union with God, Jesus, however, takes the initiative. The process of separation is our initiative. And He calls us again. He gives us the grace. To say sorry. Let's actively locate our Lord if ever we fall into the trap. If ever we come to a realization that we have sinned. Without delay if it's mortal. And also with certain frequency, with certain regularity for those other types of sins we call venial. The secret of perseverance is to love, to fall in love, and you will not leave him. Joseph loved Jesus deeply because he always sought him. And in this episode, when he appeared to be lost, he was actually there in the temple, he sought him. In our case, when we have lost him because of our own doing, let's immediately also locate Him. Let's go to the sources of grace, the sacrament of reconciliation without delay. There's this um, story of um, a couple who were, yes, watching, well, spending time with each other uh, the man was watching tv and he all of a sudden decided to talk to his wife and leave him leave her rather an instruction in case he goes ahead he dies before her and in case he is put in a state where she has to be deciding crucially The man tells the wife, just so you know, I never want to live in a vegetative state dependent on some machine and fluids from a bottle. If that ever happens, just pull the plug. And the wife immediately gets up, unplugs the TV, and throws out all the beer. In case you did not get it, uh, it was a joke. The man was dependent already on the leisures that, this, that are thrown at him. He was practically living a vegetative state, dependent on his gadget. This joke narrates TV, but it could be the computer. He was already a slave of his pleasure, drinking beer and watching every time, whatever is thrown at him. This pandemic perhaps has made life difficult for many. It is evident that there is required from each of us a spirit of sacrifice. Following through each of the activity of the retreat, for example, going through our means of formation online, and this spirit of sacrifice is perhaps the test of love. There are many creative things, creative ways, by which through the internet, people have been reaching out to souls, and they're all good. However, there is this lurking tendency that you and I also could fall into with our life at home and that is to be lazy. And that is sloth. Among the many sins, grave ones, perhaps sloth can lead to other worse evils when we tend to be lazy just like prophet or rather the king david we could fall into looking at betsheba we could fall into lust and graver sins when we're lazy to go to the sources of grace if we can it is very difficult to struggle when with, this, with the possibility, because I know not all can have access to it, when we substitute the sacraments out of comfort and out of laziness, we don't have that strength to conquer sin we could easily fall behind. Lord, help me to continuously fight, to struggle against sin, and to love with my whole being for your glory. There is also... um, It actually is a sin as well, but it's more pernicious, more dangerous for those who are, in fact, already trying to day in, day out struggle for love. Who perhaps have already made some progress in the past and some worthwhile strides long ago. And this is the danger of lukewarmness. St. Josemaria wrote in The Way that we could sin against God and His love. Catechism states this against this first commandment, lukewarmness. If we carry out lazily and reluctantly those things that have to do with our Lord. If deliberately or shrewdly you look for some way of cutting down your duties, if you think only of yourself and of your comfort, if your conversations are idle and vain, if you do not abhor venial sin, if you act from human motives. I highlight here what the saint wrote about venial sin. Uh, Some Christians are quite content already of non-committal of grave sins or mortal sins. That if they commit venial ones, they think it's already okay. Well, Theology teaches us that the accumulation of venial sins is in fact, could be concomitant to a to a mortal one and non definitely puts us in a position of a Christian who is lukewarm Lord in my combat against sin and everything that offends you may I fight against mortal ones fighting far from the main walls of the fortress not giving to anything that suggests an offense against you and also the venial ones, the deliberate ones. If I could do something so that I could avoid and focus on another activity and flee, I would have to choose that. St. Joseph's Catholic um, teaching, through the years, have said, may not have been immaculately conceived. Only the Blessed Mother had this immaculate conception. Yet there are early Christian authors who surprisingly have defended that he was also born without original sin. Conceived with sin, but purified later on. According to Francisco Suarez, Gian Gerson, St. Alphonsus Legori, for example, they thought that St. Joseph was sanctified and regenerated in his mother's womb prior to birth. Some would even go to the extent medieval saints like Bernardino of Siena and St. Vincent Ferrer and much later St. Francis de Sales, that perhaps St. Joseph was also has also gone to heaven already. Whichever is the case, we know that the holiness of this man, his love for Jesus, made him struggle against any offense to Him and to His Father God. Let's ask Him and also the Blessed Virgin Mother, Our Lady, who is the refuge of sinners. St. Joseph, dearest mother, may I have a deep hatred of sin and may I be weary of any sign of lukewarmness. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help in putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.